This program is a collaboration of personal opinions and individual free thought. It does not represent the views or narrative of the mainstream corporate media hacks. Viewer discretion is advised. And here we go. Stand for your rights, your liberties, and all the bullshit in between. You're listening to Break the Bell Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, boys and girls, we're back. We're back. And it is 9-11, and uh, happy 9-11. Is that what you say on I, today? I don't, I don't know if that's a, a happy You don't know if that's what you say? Like, yeah. like, what do you say on 9-11? Like... Sad 9/11. Uh, well, I, I yeah, I definitely think you have to give something gold. But <laughs> I mean, uh, we notice you, we yes. recognize you. Yes. 9/11. How about that? Is yeah, that, yeah. That we, we do the, we do the the kind of sly little nod across the parking lot towards you know. 9/11. Yes. You know, you, you know, you 9/11 know. knows. George yeah. Bush knows. Yes, you know, I know. Is September 11th, 2023. 22 years? years? 22 yeah. years after. Yeah, I was thinking about those drivers. Like, damn, I was 25 years old when this happened. I was 15. I was 15, you're and you're 15. old as fuck. I am. Yeah. That's true. So, um, it is 9/11. Um, all the questions have not been answered, and we're not going to be spending this episode no, to answer those time. questions. We did did, we? did we do that last yeah, time? Yeah, we did. We did. Derek Ambrose is here and Hi, says. Derek. Missouri passed a law this week that makes touching a phone or other device while driving a misdemeanor. A misdemeanor? So, yeah, I'm breaking the law to troll you. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. Thank that, you. That, that's dedication. I'm you know what? I feel that. like if it wasn't for 9-11, there wouldn't be laws like this Missouri law. I agree with there. that. Yes. Yes. Like 9-11 started at all. 9-11 was like the cusp yes. of... Our great government as it yes. is today, yeah, and I and I, I saw I read an article about that today about how 9/11 was kind of the beginning of the end. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about how 9/11 is the beginning of the end because um, 9/11 was in fact the beginning of the end. Grumpy so. Gnome was 30, so you know. Grumpy he's... Gnome, you were 30, so Bill was not the oldest no bastard no. on this live stream right now. So. Um, Good to have you both on, Derek and and Grumpy. Do you go by Grumpy or Gnome or or <laughs> Mister Gnome or Mister Grumpy? Mister Grumpy, I I don't know. Uh, it's good to have you both in the the chats. It makes this uh, this wonderful holiday just that much more special to us. So yeah. um, we are here. It is nine eleven. That's I mean we're gonna talk about it. It's not gonna be our typical your typical like here. Let's uh, go back and right. recap yeah. on nine eleven. Where were you? you? And we did that. We, we probably that. done it at least yeah. twice probably. in the last yeah. three years. So um, it doesn't fucking matter where we were. Yeah. It happened. It came. It went. And it was like the the greatest attack on U.S. democracy right. as we know it. Whoa, 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 well, not whoa. not January sixth. No, January sixth. No, 
Yes. I'm not talking about the towers. Oh, oh. Or the planes. Oh. oh, oh. Or even the Arabs or, I don't know, at ta- Taliban or. Taliban, yes. The, whatever, Al Qaeda. No, that's not what I, I'm talking about. What came after that with uh, the, Patriot um, the Patriot Act yes. and all the uh, the gross expansion yeah. of the U.S. government, the yes. the TSA, like you said, getting having to get really felt yeah. up good at the airport. Right, right, I yeah. mean, you, we didn't know what we were missing right? until we got post eleven felt up at the yeah. airport. I right. mean, nobody knew until the rubber yeah. gloves you went on after. Shoes off. <laughs> you can't right. take a bottle of water. Right. Um. I, I remember I had to throw out a a lighter. It was a novelty lighter somebody had given it to me, and it was in my pocket. It was like a deck of cards that you just like flip one yeah. card and it would light. I did, and I had to throw that fucker away. I did sneak a pocket knife on once, because, only because I realized I had it at the last moment, so I stuck it down and really deep. You, you stuck it in your bum, didn't you? I, I did. That in must my, have been in, be- my, in my prison wallet. Must have been before <laughs> the the hands up like full body yeah. scan your junk. Yeah. Scanners yeah. like well, you, radiate your junk. You just act like you're really enjoying it, and then oh, it just gotcha. like makes them want to hurry like, that much. Oh further. yeah, and they're little, like, little, okay, little this guy's left. This guy's good. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, 9/11, greatest attack on democracy by our own government. Right. Not saying that our government did it, even though they probably did. Yes. Um, that's for another show, another mm-hmm. time. But our own government expansion uh, through the use of emergency powers, through the use of legislative powers the patriot act wasn't even an emergency power it was a legislative power um just just decimated constitutional rights our fourth amendment rights we're going to talk about all this shit because what's a little freedom you know in in terms of safety for the populace right right? what what would you prefer safety or freedom and what's that what's that age-old quote that's like yeah if um, you sacrifice freedom for safety you deserve neither yes that that's the one that that one right there um derek ambrose says my son somehow got coke through customs Coming from the Dominican into the U.S. Like cocaine? <laughs> uh, from the Dominican, so wow. probably cocaine. <laughs> I would assume that it's not. Well, I guess there were, you, you couldn't take bigger than like three ounce bottles of Coca-Cola. Yes. So maybe it was Coca-Cola. I don't know. I don't know. Just abuse of powers. Yes. Um, we're going to talk about a lot of abuse of powers, especially emergency powers, because they're there. Yes. And... Brought to you by 9-11, mostly, I think. I think so, too. I mean, emergency powers have existed. Did you know there's still emergency powers oh, yeah. on the books well, from the Iran kidnapping thing? That doesn't The student kidnapping. We still have emergency yeah. declarations or whatever that we're exercising based on that incident. That, what was that, the 70s? Yeah. Like yeah. 39 years no, ago or something yeah, like that? Late 70s, yeah. That doesn't surprise me. So so you think that, um, well, they're... they're these emergencies, the powers give them the the broad reach to like um, exercise special powers or or like kind of uh, make it up on the spot right. during a time of an emergency. And yeah. when the emergency ends, they got to give those powers well, back. But the thing is, you just don't give the you just I mean, don't end the state of emergency. Then you don't yeah. ever have to it, give the power back. Isn't that kind of what they did with COVID though? Well, they did, but they ended up ending the COVID one because. Um, they wanted to kind of stick it to Congress, to right. the Republican Congress. They're like, yes. "Well, we're ending the emergency powers, so you gotta like increase the budget or yeah. whatever. You gotta, um, I don't know, and or like erase student debt because uh, we're right. we're yeah. so I, I there was more of a one of those that carrots, end. the carrot well, that they're look dangling. Look how much Trump fucked up the economy. Right, exactly. So we're gonna talk about all this stuff. We're getting way fucking ahead yeah. of ourselves. But nine yes, eleven, happy happy nine eleven. Sure, we're probably gonna bitch. 
a lot yeah. this episode. Which well, we missed a week. So we, we did miss a week. We got that. a lot to bitch about. Yeah. And it's not even the typical, like, oh, there's a war going on in Ukraine. And fucking yeah. Mitch McConnell had a stroke, and he still thinks he can uh, throw Ukraine down our throats, right. yeah. even though majority of the Americans don't want it anymore. It's like, how's that fucking guy even thinking, first of all? But right. we're not talking about Ukraine. We're not... We'll probably talk about COVID a little just because right. of yeah, kind of the implications here. Again, you know? Well, and the implications with the emergency yeah. powers and stuff. I have titled this episode um, The Epidemic of Emergency Powers or the Pandemic. Epidemic of Emergency Powers. Yes. Right. It's right there. Um, so, what you're talking about. so we'll, we'll, we'll discuss why. We'll get there. Um, today is brought to you by us. Um, if you like what we're doing, if you've uh, stumbled across us, make sure you check out some of our other episodes, our other shows. We can be found on YouTube and all the podcast platforms. We are the Break the Bell Podcast. Um, you can find old ones. You can go back and listen to last year's 9-11 episode yes. if you want to hear about where we were and what our I thoughts were on that. we're a little bit that. more reflective during that one. I, I probably, and conspiratorial too, I'm sure. because and You always got to uh, throw a little bit of that in. Right, exactly. You can also check us out all over the, the social medias on Facebook, on Instagram. Well, I mean, we have an Instagram, but neither of us really keep up on it anymore. Um, you can find us on Twitter or X or whatever he's elon musk is fucking calling it these days um at the handle at break the bell pod we also have a facebook forum which is the breaking the bell forum which you can come and join and chat and have a good time otherwise um you can find links to everything we do at our website which is www.breakthebellpod.com find links to kick-ass merch and cool t-shirts cool t-shirts coffee mugs and shit like that and also like i said links to all our social media and episodes and stuff so on that note, I just want to probably get right into this show and talk yeah. because I mean <laughs> we already just shot down yeah, I know. down the <laughs> rabbit hole. I'm just like oh we oh Ooh. we're still we're still in the pre-show yeah. here, so Bring we gotta get <clears throat> we gotta get into the show. Uh, so we're gonna kick off this intro video, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about fucking emergency powers, and they're literally fucking yes. like they're fucking yes, us they with, they emergency fucking with emergency powers. Um, we'll be right back. What did you say? You talking to me? What? What the heck are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you saying? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Well, maybe he was talking to me. What did you say? Talk to me. What in heaven's name are you talking about? Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby. What the, the, did you just say? What did you say? You listen to me. Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What the hell are you talking about? Who are you talking to? 9-11. 9-11. Today. Yes. Memorializes. 
like we said, memorialize. That's the word yeah. I was kind of looking for. Yeah, okay. Celebrate. Um, 22 years ago, I have written here completely changed the trajectory of our country. I you agree said with that. you said it. What did you say? The beginning of the end. The beginning of the end. Explain that. Why? Like, who said that? Who was it that said that? I don't even remember where I read that. Terrible source. May have been Tulsi Gabbard. Oh, okay. Uh, But explain your reasoning why speaking of because I mean, like you said, it was probably the biggest expansion of powers from since like uh, freaking um oh crap, who was the crappy president we had before Nixon? Uh, Johnson. Johnson. Yes, since Johnson's war on poverty. You know, and and so it was this rapid expansion for security's sake, right? Right. And not only that, but you know, it gave government the ability to move behind the scenes against perceived threats. You know, they started listening, following emails, and and not all, just all listening security. and following emails, col- massive collection of data, like yeah. just. A, we we've talked about the NSA yeah. and the the Edward right. Snowden project or yeah. the project he exposed, not right. his project, but um, how it's just like a dragnet of data, and it's yeah. just like, well, yeah, there's there's millions and billions of stuff, and they knew what they were looking, for, but but the the fact was that they could collect it without right. telling you that yeah. we hey we're collecting your fucking data, yeah. we're collecting everything that you do on the internet from your browser history to your emails to who uh you called and when you called them and um and if if we feel like uh it's necessary to use that against you we're going to use it against you but we're just going to keep it on the side burner just in case something comes up we're not going to we're not going to abuse it by any stretch unless unless you do something wrong and, and the problem with it is is the american people are like well if i'm not doing anything wrong then what's the big deal right but the, the thing is that that is the sentiment that gets us to where we are today exactly it's, it's just, a slippery slope it's not even a slippery it's just a fucking cliff you it's you dive off of. it's just like hey uh if you're not doing anything wrong it's just gonna sit here and we're gonna destroy it later on down the down the yeah. road after 90 days or no bullshit they're gonna yeah. save it and use it against you later right and the 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 fact is there it's warrantless therefore it's completely opposed to the fourth amendment of well and they have the special pfizer courts right where they don't even have to tell you no what it is they're getting a warrant for they just take it in front of you and be like well we suspect this guy might be a little shady we had a we had a warrant obviously um derek ambrose says everyone's emails except clinton's apparently right (laughs) yes apparently they can't find those but but they can find everybody else. Yeah. So 9-11 kicked all this off. Yeah. I mean, we can't gloss over the fact nearly 3,000 people died. I mean, that yes. is that is sad. It is. Yes. We can't, like, gloss over the fact that somebody perpe- perpetrated well, 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 a major well, attack on— 3,000 people that day that— Springboard it a twenty-year-old war that killed millions, millions of others. Right, exactly. Right? I, but I'm just saying we can't gloss over the fact that that happened. Right. But everything that followed that, do you think the, uh, do you think the, the outcome matched the, the initial? Oh fuck no. Instance. Yeah. No. I mean, at what I, point? I mean, the outrage of people at the time. I mean, right? Uh, during, it was like, yeah, bomb them, make glass. I mean, look at like back in. in 
the 50s or whatever during the Red Scare. Yeah. Um, during the blacklist and shit where they're just like, well, everybody's the enemy. If you say anything that's kind of anti-American, you're the enemy. I mean, at what point can you justify even emergency powers now where it's just like, well, our, our nation's under attack. We just right. got to suspect people. We just got to... Uh, we just gotta like shut things down. Like, right. is is martial law ever, ever a? Is there ever a moment where martial law should be implemented, or no. or emergency powers like that should be implemented because of the threat to our country or yeah, whatever? No, no. 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 I, I don't think that, so. Anything that takes away from freedom, no, not at all. I I agree, but I mean, there there are cases. I I'm not saying there. There is reason for people, I guess, to suggest that if I, I don't even fucking know, I like I can't justify it in my head, but right. other people's justification. Well, at a time of war, we have to be able to like mobilize things and like um, direct uh, communications or direct uh, certain um, like manufacturing towards right. the war effort. So the government does have to step up and take on certain responsibilities that aren't like peacetime responsibilities. I mean, end the fucking wars, and uh, we don't right. have that argument, I guess. Um, right. I I don't know. Yeah. All I know is, again, 9-11, biggest attack on U.S. democracy. Yes. Uh, not because what George Bush said, that, they're, that they hate us because they hate our freedom. Right. No, um, our, our own government hates us because they hate our fucking freedoms. Right. Our own government was trying to implement some of these regulations or some of these uh, intelligence— uh, laws yeah. before 9/11 ever happened. Right. They were all, you know, the majority of the Patriot Act had to have been written up long before 9/11 oh, happened. Yeah. They're like, well, we can't, we can't drop this. I mean, on the, them the right whole now. 90s was a, a war against right-wing re- extremists, right? We right. Talked, we did a whole show about. Oh, that. absolutely, yeah. Uh, we talked about how the 90s was kind of the last hurrah of the anti-big government sentiment, right. and then 9/11 happened, and then. You don't dare be like anti-government right. because uh, then you're going to be lumped right in with yeah. with the brown folk and stuff. So, um, what was I saying? You're talking about how it was attack on our freedoms because the, they hated our they freedoms. Hate our free- the government. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they they've been they had this all written up. Yeah, this like big old freaking Patriot Act thing, and they're like, well, we can't just drop it on them right now. Right. Because then they're gonna, then we're just gonna prove to them what the the right wing or whatever quote unquote right wing extremists, the the anti government folk, um, right. we're we're just we're just fueling that fire yeah. by saying, well, the government's getting too big. Well, guess what? We got to get bigger to fight the people right. that say we're, no. You can't just do that because that might <laughs> that might not look good. But um, nine eleven happens. It's like, you know what? Yeah, this would be the perfect opportunity to do it. Whether it was um, foreign, a foreign attack, or something that was a little more premeditated right. by our own, um, I'm not getting into that. But they, uh, in the very least, again, never let a good crisis go to waste. Right. Um, let's drop this Patriot Act. Let's start fishing through. I mean, this was early days of the internet, mm-hmm. and so the government started to realize, hey, we can get a lot of information off people on the internet. Yeah. Think 2001, how much data you could get off a person just over the internet versus today, how much. Oh, jeez. And the same principles apply. Yes, they did shut down certain uh, 
programs after Edward Snowden. But, you know, they just rolled over to a different name under a different guise, and they're still collecting the data. Now they just have the companies doing it for them. The NSA doesn't have to do it because Google, uh, Facebook, Twitter, they'll all do it for them. And then um, they'll be their server, their data server. So they don't have to pay for the server space anymore. And now they're tracking your money, too. Well, right? obviously, you know, because what was Biden's big deal that he passed where they can track uh, up to six hundred dollars in your bank account or right. anything over six hundred dollars? Yeah. Um, Eighty six thousand more IRS. Jokes agents. on you. I never have more than six hundred dollars in my account. Right. <laughs> That's obviously intentional. <laughs> just just to fuck the government, not because I'm fucking poor. Um, let's talk about let's talk about the most well-known massive overreach which is the Patriot Act. Let, let's let's dig into that a little bit. Um, this is from Time Magazine, and it's titled, How 9-11 Radically Expanded the Power of the U.S. Government. Is that, like, good radical or bad radical? Because there's a bunch of different kinds of radical. I would say bad. So this came out on September 11th of 21. So this was exactly 20 years after 9-11 happened. It, said, it says, two decades ago, I gotta pull this up. My computer is really glitching out. Do we sound good? Hopefully, we sound good. No echoes, echoes, echoes. Well, if you do that, they're just gonna. <laughs> God damn it, Bill. All right. It'll pull up eventually. It says two decades ago, the deadly terror attacks on 9 11 changed nearly all aspects of human life. Culture shifted, imbued with heightened levels of fear. The U.S. launched costly, deadly wars. Congress, um, what the hell? <laughs> what is happening? Uh, Congress passed sweeping legislation. The government profiled and watched its own citizens, ushering in a new era of mass surveillance. One of the most significant and lasting changes was a massive expansion of executive power that transformed entire portions of America's legal landscape. Within months of the attack, the George W. Bush administration had authorized spying on Americans, a new secretive military tribunal system, and begun secretly detaining men from Muslim and Arab countries. There have been attempts to roll back some of these policies in the years since, but many post-9-11 developments have remained in place, impacting America's use of force abroad, immigration and surveillance policies, and the delicate balance of separation of powers. So a lot of the shit is still in effect today, is what they're saying. These changes altered the way Congress, the judiciary, and the presidents interact and reshape the relationship many Americans have with their own government. Administrations took aggressive actions in the name of protecting their citizens. Hey, that does that kind of sound like 2020? Right. Yeah. This reshape, is for you guys. Yeah, reshape um, in the name of protecting your citizens. But as revelations emerged detailing some of the abuse that ensued public distrust, in American institutions has risen. One of the defining questions of the post-9-11 legal landscape has become how to negotiate protecting national security with managing swelling presidential power and rebuilding confidence in the American government itself. I feel like we're long past the point of rebuilding trust in the American government itself. Yeah, that ship has sailed. I thought this broke down the... Am I on the wrong? I'm on the wrong fucking one. That's all right. Um, so you kind of catch my drift there. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to. I pulled up the wrong one. Apparently, that's all right. We'll keep going. Uh, it says there's no easy. There's just no easy institutional avenue uh, to rein in the uh, 
accretion of power in the executive branch through the coordination of the three branches, says Scott Anderson, senior editor of Lawfare, who served in the State Department under President Barack Obama. Now, how sad is that when you you got to say, we've gotten to the point where there's just no pulling it back right? through the use of the three branch. But, but that's e- how it always goes, though. Checks and balances. I mean, whenever system. there's a huge expansion, it has never shrunk back. No. They've always taken it and just ran with it, right? You know what you do to balance it back out is you expand the legislative next, and then you expand the right. judiciary right. next. So and you got to keep it even. Yeah, right? but you expand them a little more so then the executive can be like, now they're bigger than us, so we right. got to expand. And then yeah. so they just balloon up individually just— that that's what they consider checks and balances yeah. is continued um, expansion on all three yeah. of, and I mean we're to the point where we're fucked. Well, are <laughs> checks and balances even really a thing? Like, well, but here's the thing though: are, that... is the legislative body actually keeping the executive in check? Unless unless the executive happens to be on the other side of the party lines as them. Uh, yeah, I I think that's the thing that it, it's so merged together with party lines. It's just like this orgy of power, right? And, and so no, they don't. They they actually lift each other up and support each other to to take that power. Yeah, it's just and, like yeah, I'll let you have that power if yeah. you let me have this power. Right, exactly. And even the judiciary at this point's like. Yeah. Well, uh, I, yeah. I'm a Republican. It's like, but you're you're not. But they're you're... so manipulated. I mean, when you have the the Democratic Party being like, well, we'll just we'll just add to the Supreme Court. You right. know, we'll make it so huge. You know, it's like, all right, great. There's just no easy institutional avenue to rein in the accretion of power in the executive branch through the coordination of the three branches. I think the big question we're going to face over the next few years is how do you recalibrate? I know a great way to recalibrate. Burn it down and Burn start over. Burn it fuck down. <laughs> yeah. Vote for freaking Josh Smith because he's go. he's going to burn it all the fuck down. Lay them yeah. all off. Yeah. Um, all that shit start that he clo- talked about. Massive a weeks ago. closing of different departments, yep. the education department, the Fed. Close it all down. It's clear that changing national security and what is going on? <laughs> Everything keeps moving. <laughs> oh jeez. I don't know what's happening. It's, it's clear the changing national security interest over the past 20 uh, years have dramatically reshaped aspects of the American law and presidential power. What's less clear is how to interpret those changes. The most potent weapon in preventing terrorist attacks in intelli- is intelligence, says George Terwilliger, a member of the Conservative Federalist Society and the former deputy attorney general under George H.W. Bush. I think one of the legal legacies of 9-11 is the government's ability to collect that kind of information. The enhancement has been very important and needs to be maintained. Maintained. So you still got people up there that are like, no, this is important. We It's necessary. In order to thwart the terrorists, Right. which how many terrorists have we really had since 9-11? Well, we were out of the woods until J-6 happened. Well, obviously, yeah. <laughs> Um, maybe it's because of that collection of data that we haven't had more terrorist attacks. Did you ever yeah. think about that? I got to get out of this article because it's just like popping up shit and driving me nuts. So, yeah. um, but this, like I said, brought rise to the Patriot Act, which yes. is what, what I thought this one was about. But apparently, um, 
I pulled up the wrong article. But that talks about, like, there's four points that the article I was looking for, it's from the ACLU, it talks about, like, uh, record searches, secret searches, intel searches, and trap and trace. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gets into... All, all of these, it kind of breaks them down. I yeah. wish, I wish I had that article because it was a good article. Well, but you, you see, let me see if I can pull it up. Kind of how it's happened with, you know, I mean, they took out the, they had the, um, the, the wiretaps um, against Trump, mm-hmm. right? That were, were, you know, warrantless, right? And then all of a sudden, you got uh, Biden using the FBI and the CIA. They, he's weaponized them against right. his political enemies, and you see how they're using that, and that. You know, if you and I became his enemy, which we probably are, they'd use him against us. Oh, yeah. Anybody. I mean, you weaponize against your political opponents. Mm-hmm. You weaponize against um, people on the other side of the, uh, the aisle as, as you. Yeah. You weaponize it against use the same tactics that were used against terrorism right. um, to say, hey, there's this big bad boogeyman at home now. Mm-hmm. And we can use the we can just uh, um, revamp right. or just re kind of repurpose the Patriot Act to well, work against Well, and as the United own. States moves into a social credit system, like you know it will, it's going to have all that leverage it can use against its citizens that it feels has not fallen in line. Right. So I'm just going to read this from my phone because okay. I have it on here. It's called Surveillance Act under the USA Patriot Act. And it talks about those four points, like record searches. It expands the government's ability ability to look at records on an individual's activity be, being held by a third party. Um, secret searches. It expands the government's ability to search private property without notice to the owner. Uh, th- three is intelligence services. It expands a narrow exception to the Fourth Amendment that had been created for the collection of foreign intelligence information. Four, trap and trace searches. It expands another Fourth Amendment exception for spying that collects addressing information about origin and destination of communications as opposed to the content. So uh, the expanded access to personal records was number one. says, one of the most significant provisions um, of the Patriot Act makes it far easier for authorities to gain access to records of citizens held by third parties. Um, at a time when computerization is leading to the creation of more and more such records, uh, Section 215 of the Patriot Act allowed FBI allows the FBI to force anyone at all, including doctors, libraries, bookstores, university, and internet service providers, to turn over records on their clients or customers. How's that make you feel? Your doctor, yeah, like right. your Hippocratic Oath protected doctor, medical information. Yeah. Um. I, I assume if they can get it from doctors, they could, I would think they'd be able to pull from lawyers, too, if it, de- it was deemed oh, like a threat so. to yeah. national security. I mean— Right. It's same policy, right? right? I mean, your confidentiality of health is same as, you know, attorney-client privilege. Says the FBI does not even have to show a reasonable suspicion that the records are related to criminal activity, much less the requirements for probable probable cause that is listed in the Fourth Amendment to the Constitution. All the government needs to do is make the broad assertion that the request is related to an ongoing terrorist or foreign intelligence investigation. That's all they got to say. They don't have to say they don't have to prove that it's related. They don't have to have any sort of probable cause. They just got to say it's related to terrorism. Oh, okay. guess we got to turn it over. Number two, um, well, at first it goes in and says, what can the FBI demand to be turned over? Records. Any tangible thing, including books, records, papers, documents, and other items. <laughs> um, let's see. 
Number two, more secret searches. For centuries, common law has required that the government can't go into your property without telling you and must therefore give you notice before it executes a search. The knock-and-announce principle has long been recognized as part of the Fourth Amendment to the Constitution. The Patriot Act, however, unconstitutionally amends the federal rules of criminal procedure to allow the government to conduct searches without notifying the subjects, at least until long after the search has been executed. This means the government can enter your house, apartment, or office with a search warrant when the occupants are away, search their property, take photographs, and in some cases seize property, and not tell you until later. Yeah, but they have a warrant, up. so it's fine. Well, they just don't have to show you the warrant. Well, exactly. And they can just... But see, that's the problem, because typically in a legal search, warrant search, it has to specifically lay out like what area and what material it, it's going to to search. But you right? know they stretch around that. Well, They'll be like, oops, it, right. I accidentally bumped that, and I happened to well, notice I this. Know. This thing broke. I better look and see. But how well, much easier is it to do if you're not around? Right, exactly. Right? And they... They don't even have to oops it. They yeah. can just be like, oh, I just happened to see this thing right. laying out. Well, that wasn't. it was when I was there. I yeah. saw it, and it he, was you just saw it, out. too. It you was saw just, it. the did, door was wide open, and it was sitting there. Did you see it, Agent Filter? Absolutely. I, I saw it, yeah. so it was there. So um, number three, expansion of the intelligence exception and wiretapping laws. Under the Patriot Act, the FBI can secretly conduct a physical search or wiretap on American citizens to obtain evidence of crime without proving probable cause as the Fourth Amendment explicitly requires. So all of these, so far, have just said, fuck your Fourth right. Amendment. Yeah. Who fuck, cares? Fuck it's, a, it's a state of emergency. Right, exactly. This is an emergency you may that be doesn't a apply. Threat. You, you could be a terrorist. I mean, yeah. you're not doing anything wrong, then why does it fucking matter if we're listening right. in on you? Exactly. Um, number four, expansion of the pen register exception to the wiretap law. Another exception to the normal requirement for probable cause in the wiretap is also expanded by the Patriot Act. Years ago, when law governing telephone wiretaps was written, a distinction was created between two types of surveillance. The first allowed surveillance of the content or meaning of a communication, and the second only allows monitoring of the transactional or addressing information attached to a communication. I, I don't even know what that... That sounds like semantics there. Probably. It is like the difference between reading the address printed on the outside of a letter and reading the letter inside, or listening to a phone conversation and merely recording the phone numbers dialed and received. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Wiretaps limited to transactional or addressing information are known as pen register trap trace searches. The requirement... Oh, it says for devices that were used on telephones to collect telephone numbers. The requirements for getting a PRTT warrant are essentially non-existent. The FBI need not show probable cause or even reasonable suspicion of criminal activity. It must only certify to a judge without having to prove it that such a warrant would be relevant to an ongoing criminal investigation. And the judge doesn't even have the authority to reject the application. So they can track who you're talking to. And what numbers you're dialing yeah. without a warrant or probable cause. They can't necessarily listen in on it, but they yeah. can uh, track who it is you're calling and how long you called them mm -hmm. and, and where you called from. Right. That, inf that kind of information. Hmm. So what do you think so far of this, this Patriot Act in the name of yeah. preserving democracy you, from the evil terrorists? Where, yeah, exactly. It's, it's just like <laughs> wide open, basically. Yeah, it's not, it's not even wide open. It's just like... 
Yeah, well, it's shit just on like, the Constitution. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it's their huge loop around the, the Constitution and any rights or you may have. Yeah, it's like, like you totally shit on the Fourth Amendment. Like the entire Patriarch is just mm-hmm. a massive dump on yeah, the Fourth Amendment. Absolutely. Like, do we even have under the rules of the Patriot Act? Do it, like, why is the Fourth Amendment yeah. even in there anymore? And right. why, why at this point is nobody like? For example, the ACLU challenging this well, and I'm being sure the like, "ACLU has." It's like um, you you can't do that. Yeah, it's in the Fourth Amendment. It's like, but the Patriot Act, mm-hmm. uh, during a state of uh, national emergencies, the Patriot Act says that that we can do this. And you know how emergency yeah. declarations work. Yeah. And they're like, it's "Wasn't like, that?" <laughs> but that was a nine post nine eleven emergency. Well, it's still. Yeah. Did, did you know? Oh. <laughs> did you know there's still the state of emergency? Right. Certain aspects of the state of emergency. Uh, Joe Biden has actually revi- like yeah. signed it back. Like we're going to continue this mm-hmm. yeah. post 9/11 state of emergency due right. to ongoing terrorist activity and the the threat of ongoing terrorist activity. Yeah. I am reinstituting this thing. Um, signed Joseph Robinette Biden. Well, and because they, I mean. After J six, they redefined terrorism. Well, yeah, for the whole thing, and then, and then yeah, it just rebuilt onto the Patriot Act. And there's still plenty of brown people out there in countries that we potentially might want to go to war with later. So we right. can't drop that. Well, and there's a lot of now. white people over here. They might want to go to war exactly. With so, <laughs> um, what do you what do you think about the idea of the government searching your house right now? The government could oh, be yeah. searching your Absolutely. house. Absolutely. Is yeah. your wife home right now? Uh no. Okay, so the the FBI could yes. be at your house right yeah. now, going through your shit. They could, yes. And maybe like six months down the road, after they arrest you, yeah. they can be like, well, "Oh, whole case built against me." We found this in your house under the search warrant, yeah. and you're like, "What's what search yeah. warrant?" Oh, you, the the one that we didn't have to show you, right? At the time, because but, we, but we had it. The fact that you ate that Libyan restaurant three times last week, we deemed you a threat. <laughs> now, under that. How hard would it be to go just preemptively go be like this guy could be a problem, and then you go in there and you find some information there based on like some communication that you had, and then you go back and you're like you kind of retrace it. It's like well, we found this on the internet based on a search that you did, um, yeah. and then they backdate the the warrant date and be like I. Yeah. We had a oh, warrant to search yeah. your house based you know on this happens. search. And you're like, well, I guess I did search this. But they didn't know that until they searched your house. But they the could back talk about on the show. I mean, who knows what they pull up? I got I got flagged on Facebook because a friend of mine posted that they had a big spider at their front door. And I wrote, burn it down. And I got, Facebook sent me a note and be like, this is potentially hostile. It's anti-government <laughs> sentiment. He said, burn it down. He's a, he's a proud boy. <laughs> Do you remember a guy... Remember the guy by the name Edward Snowden that talked about the NSA collecting, yes. who's now like probably a terrorist himself. Yes, he still can't come back to his country yes, without fear out of Russia. being murdered. Uh huh. The stuff that he exposed, and all this stuff, like the Patriot Act, isn't even like the executive order stuff. Right. Like the overreach of the expansion of the executive branch that we talked about. Mm-hmm. From that time the, article, the hundreds of bills that each president signs. No, the Patriot the Act was our legislative right. branch doing. That was the overreach of the legislative. Law. That was them yeah. saying, "Oh, you don't worry, you don't have to yeah. use the executive pen. We'll do it for and, you." And all the Americans cheered and was like, "Yeah, woo, yeah, 
you know, fuck them brown people. And I told, told when I was, uh, when I took I my, hope nobody cut <laughs> clips that out. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'd be like, this is Craig Smolt. <laughs> um, but my, my ethics of law enforcement class, we discussed this and I was the only person that had a problem with the Patriot Act. Everybody else in my class was like, well, I don't see an issue with this. If it this keeps what, people like safe. Five years ago. Yeah. So not even like post 9-11. Yeah, This right, is like right. post, post, post 9-11. Yeah, p- when... kids that probably weren't even alive at that time, right? Yeah. And, well, they don't even fucking realize it because they just pick up their phone and download an app and they're like, yes, collect all my data. Yeah, boom. Just so I could play Flappy Birds. Or, <laughs> well, that, yeah. that dates me, Flappy Birds. <laughs> just so I could play. What What do kids play? These? Do uh, kids even play games anymore? Uh, Roblox. Roblox. Do you... Okay. I don't know. My daughter plays that. Uh, I don't know. She's an old soul, though. That's true. Um, but yeah, it, like you don't need the Patriot Act when, even uh, like I'm sure we're guilty of it. But I always say that's what one thing I like about Apple because I feel like I have control, yeah, but I know right. I don't. Yeah. But when I hit do not track, mm-hmm. Apple gives you that chance. Yeah. They can be. I, I mean, I at least made the conscious effort to say don't, <laughs> and I know for a fact they're like, "Fuck you, we're gonna do anyway." Yeah, exactly right. What you can do about it. But I at least feel like a little better about it. I agree. <laughs> but we don't even need what I was saying is we don't need the Patriot Act because kids are just like, nah, just take it. Oh, that's a cool that's a cool video. Take my data yeah. so I can watch that video of that cat like <laughs> like running into a wall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean Yeah. You're right. They have no concept. Yeah. <laughs> People the legislators from twenty two years ago are looking on kids today and they're like why didn't we work so hard? I know, right? They just we, give that shit away. We work so hard to cover up what we're doing, and now they're just handing it out. Yeah. And they don't even we fucking care. We just needed care. to wait 20 years. And those are the same kids that are in your college class that are like, yeah. who fucking cares? Right. Yeah, I'm not doing any, I'm not a terrorist, right? Yeah, until you are. Right, right. Until yeah. you go against something. Until they change the definition of it again. Yeah, and then they're like, hey, remember that time you searched? Whoa, I didn't give you permission. <laughs> but yeah. you did yeah. when you sat in that class and said, I'm not doing anything wrong. You you handed, you spoon-fed the government yeah. um, your permission to do it. Um, back to Edward Snowden. He, he had called out. Some of the things like I was talking that that I covered on the Patriot Act, but he talked about um, there was a few things. Uh, one was the NSA collecting call inf- information from major carriers like mm-hmm. AT and T, U.S. Cellular, Verizon, whoever the big ones were back then. They were just blank like net blanket grabbing all of your phone call. Like who? It's kind of like what I was talking about the wiretap, where mm-hmm. um, they weren't listening in, but they were collecting who you talked to. They were collecting what you said, and they were collecting um, like the duration of the calls and where right. you were calling from and shit like that. So um, that was one of the things that he exposed. Another thing was PRISM. I think we, we've talked about PRISM, mm-hmm. which collected just all your email content, your browser history. How does that make you feel that yeah. NSA is collecting your browser history? A dirty. <laughs> yeah? It's like... <laughs> They're probably like, this guy's fucking gross. Yeah, wow. Like, what the hell is wrong with this guy? <laughs> uh, file transfers. Uh, and this was coming, according to Ed- Edward Snowden, this was, they had contracts with Microsoft, Google, Apple, mm-hmm. YouTube. Um, what was, there's some other ones. Uh, Skype, your Skype calls were being tracked. Mm-hmm. All that stuff was just blanket tracked. Edward Snowden, the, like, 
prime suspect number one or like right. public enemy number one. Yeah. Uh, big, bad, dangerous, nerd, hacker, Edward Snowden that needs to go away for um, espionage. Yeah. Exposed all the shit that was going on. But they're protecting our democracy. Right. Yeah. By doing all this stuff, they're protecting it. By stepping on your Fourth Amendment rights, by stepping on your um, your right to privacy, your mm-hmm. right to be able to just send a, like make a phone call without to somebody without somebody like knowing who you're calling. Yeah. Protecting your democracy. Right. It's it goes back to again, um, Inigo Montoyo. You keep using that word. I don't think it means what yeah, you think it means. Right. I mean, yeah. all this like. Then you look at like what we talked about protecting democracy leading into the 2020 election right. where they had to like uh yeah. like drag people's public perceptions. They they yeah. had the whole game plan where they like war gamed it out mm-hmm. and if the, if this was to happen then we we're going to go do this and uh because democracy needs protected. Right. Like democracy is so yeah. fragile that we need to use our emergency powers to curb some of the constitutional right laws like yeah. your constitutional rights so we can protect democracy somebody from infringing on your constitutional right. rights right so we can protect the constitution by infringing on yeah. the constitution we'll, we'll piss on your rights so we can save all of you all for the rights we'll let you have later how does that work <laughs> like you infringe the constitution to protect the constitution yeah yeah but who are you protecting it from it, at this point? Yeah, it, to me it sounds like a junkie trying to justify. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, come on, man. It's okay. Just just a little bit. <laughs> Again, like all that shit was like the laws. It doesn't even get into like the executive orders that have come right. out that just completely obliterate. Like when, as soon as a president or a governor or uh, whatever leader says, you know what? I declare, I declare a state of emergency. And all of a sudden, it's just like, well, we we just have all these resources at our hand and all these, um, these, yeah, like massive overreach that at our um at our disposal because it's a state yeah. of emergency. Yeah, I mean, where where does it stop at that point? I mean, we saw how far they went in twenty twenty, right? right? Lockdowns, masks, right? Vaccines, they almost well, mandated, you know, like for- like I was saying, um. Uh, like emergency declarations do not protect democracy. No. They they just don't. No. Like the I was reading today the oldest like recorded instance of um emergency powers like pr- like emergency protective powers mm-hmm. goes all dates all the way back to the Roman um Republic, oh, the sure. Republic of Rome. It's like they had the whole democracy thing figured out. They're like the birthplace of democracy, supposedly. Right. And at times of war or whatever, the what did they call the centurions? Just the the legislatures. Oh, the, like I, just I can't think what they're senators. called. Senators. Uh, yeah, the senate the senators would like relinquish some power to what you would I guess call some sort of like dictate dictatorship type person mm-hmm. to make those calls during the time of the war to to get past the war but but it was only supposed to last like they would p- 
put this guy in position, but he had to like leave that position like after the, like 30 days. The fucking days. emperor from Star Wars? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. But they'd be like, and it worked well for a long time. Sure. Like nobody abused the power for a long time until they started abusing right. power because they'd be like, you know what? We're going to give you the, the, the powers to get us through this time of war and make yeah. these decisions from your own kind of executive level. But that you you got to retire from that after like so many. Yeah. Like if you haven't completed completed the mission after X amount of days, then you are no good to us to begin right. with. And we'll find somebody else to do it in that amount of time. Yeah. Well, over time, that would get abused a little more and a little more and a little more. And then guess what happened to the Republic of Rome? Right. It turned into the Empire of Rome, like you were saying, the, mm. the Star Wars Empire. Yeah. Like somebody was just like, you know, fuck it, I don't want to yeah. give it back uh, anymore. You know, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, it, I mean, obviously, <laughs> it works this better is, this way. Obviously, this is loosely explaining yeah. the fall of the Roman Republic, but in a nutshell, that was part of what led to his demise. Was hey, emergency yeah. powers? Oh, it's emergency. Oh, this guy's right. attacking. It's emergency. Let's give up a little more power. And then, well, it's all an emergency. You get an emergency. You yeah. get emergency. We all get emergencies. <laughs> and then it gets to the point where it's just like, well, we're still in a state of emergency. Sorry. It's just like, well, we told you thirty days. It's like, well, this one's gonna last sixty or ninety or <laughs> ninety years or whatever. Yeah. And and fuck it, it's all gone. Well, I mean, and, and look at every you know, massive expansion of government in the United States history, right? They it's never, never gone back. It's never ever. gone back. From Roosevelt's Depression era, you know, to to now, it's like, yeah, they never shrink back. They always just keep expanding and building and growing on oh, top of it. I think it goes even further back oh, than it that. Does. I think even, like, Lincoln, after um, yeah. the Civil War... Well, like, Lincoln was was locking up journalists and, and people that spoke out against but, him. But it was all to, to right. keep was, the Republic good together. because he's Lincoln, right? right. He saved the, the Republic right. as we know it with these emergency abuses of the Constitution right. that we know. Um, or, like... The rebuilding, the restructuring, or whatever that happened after that, a yeah. lot of right, the reconstruction, yeah, yeah, a lot of shit that just stomped all yeah. over everything. Um, Grumpy Gnome says, "I laugh every time I make my agent watch porn." <laughs> and Derek says, "TikTok, all the kids are on TikTok." I was trying to avoid saying TikTok, but then th there's literally nothing else kids do these. There's no right. phone games. There's just TikTok. But yes, TikTok. Isn't even like you don't even have to hit take my data. It's Chinese. Yeah. They're right. they're just like we know yeah. we know you're taking our they're data. Like Who fucking cares? Freezing your back wall, you know, taking pictures. Yes. Um. So back to COVID. I think it's fair to say, like you said, that emergency powers were slightly abused during okay. COVID, especially in across the board, but specific states abused them. Oh, harder than oh, others. Yeah, yeah. I, I would venture to say even Iowa abused their their emergency powers by shutting down the fucking gyms as soon as I started going back to the gym. <laughs> I mean, how many how many small businesses closed? We've we've oh, yeah. we've done the numbers. I don't right. feel like going back to it. Yeah. How many how much of the freaking how many people's lives were just flipped upside down because they had yeah. to close their business and the consolidation of wealth because of it to the mega corporations that were deemed um What's what's the word that they deemed them? Oh, uh, non-essential. Yeah, because the small businesses were non-essential, but Walmart was essential, right. obviously. Or or the rapid, you know, increase in the government again when all those small companies took PPP. Yeah, right, exactly. To build onto their their to keep right. their companies running. Exactly. Um, we've talked about before that the COVID regime never would have 
existed if it wasn't for 9-11. Yes. Can you imagine if COVID had happened back in the 90s during the anti-government sentiment of the 90s and COVID happened and they're like, you guys got to fucking lock down everything. Right. Yeah. And wear masks. And oh yeah, like you stand six feet apart from everybody and take these fucking shots. Yeah. Can you imagine? Oh yeah, no way. No it, way. it just wouldn't have happened. Right. And like 9-11 and set the groundwork for the mass government overreach that allowed us to get to 2020 where people are like, you know, and it's just for the good right. of the people. Yeah. We got to, we got to keep everybody safe. We got to, we got to flatten the curve. It's yeah, only going to take, right. what was it? 90 days to yeah, flatten right. the curve or something stupid like that. Yeah. Um, two, three fucking years later. Yeah. And they're finally like, Oh guys, guess what? We decided in the goodness of our heart that COVID is yeah. over, but um, a lot of that shit's still going to apply. Yeah. Oh, and you got to get the vaccine because oh, if yeah. you don't, you're going to probably lose your job. Uh, Grumpy Gnome says Washington taxed whiskey. Fuck George Washington if he taxed whiskey. Derek says, I don't know about other states, but the local health departments in Missouri closed down a lot of things, and none of those people are elected. I was a little more... I was more than a little pissed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, it took... Like, here in Iowa, I feel like we got off easy, but I was still fucking pissed. Oh, yeah. I was pissed when, when... What's the... Dumbass's name and the governor's office here, and she comes out and she's uh, d- d- oh Reynolds, yeah. I mean, yeah. She's like, oh yeah, everybody's like, oh Governor Reynolds, she's uh, like for the people, and she's she's gonna stand against this like yeah. COVID regime, and then she's like, but we're gonna lock down shit. Yeah, it's not gonna be as long as like New York or California, right. but we are gonna lock yeah. down shit. Just, and just some cities are gonna lock lock yeah. down shit too. Yeah, um, just where you're in the red zone, we'll lock down shit. Well, Emergency then, powers, the democracy. Right. Well, and then some school, like Iowa City, you know, they wanted to keep shit closed down longer. But yeah. Yeah, they went. Like, Iowa City was was pissed when Governor Reynolds oh, opened yeah. back up. Yeah. Some of the, I, I can't tell you how many Facebook posts I had br- read railing against fucking Reynolds for opening shit back up. Or mm. not, uh, not enforcing masking. Right. Yeah. The second year. The second year. Right? right, right, yeah. The first year, remember, they were all fucking masked up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Unless they had religious exemptions right, like right. my kids did, yeah. obviously. Obviously. Um, but so, then forcing the schools to open, they were pissed at her for that because the schools didn't want to open in Iowa City. But again, they, they kind of relinquished. They they put an end to those emergency measures in May of this year. Yeah. 2023, three Even fucking I years later. I still see people walking around with masks. Well, what are you hearing now that this fall? It's coming back. Mask mandates might be coming back. I've got this article. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it's from USA Today. It's titled, Biden, COVID, and mask mandates are a timely test for the 2024 election. What's at stake? Do you think they come back? Do you think they try to even try, like pre-election, try to say? I I think they try. You think so? Yeah. I think think he takes that chance. I, I think he does. You know what I mean, he might be that fucking dumb to be like, oh, I think the, he is. the American people love the mask. Let's yeah. bring it back. But, but I, I do think people, some people in bigger cities, you know, more on the left coast or whatever, will be like, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We got to keep people well, yeah, safe. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, do you know why this is all coming back, right? Oh, Not for you? the masks. Because of the election. Because of the, we, we got to get people yeah. to do mail-in ballots again. Right, because they manipulated it so yeah. well the first time. Yeah, and I mean, we got to bring back COVID just in time for the election right. so people stay home. have a reason to stay home and mail in their ballots and we can stuff right. ballots again. It's just easier yeah. that way. It was so easy last time. Well, how can we convince people to, mi- to continue to mail in their ballots? Well, uh, those should bring back COVID. Right. I mean, it's 
fucking yeah. great. Yeah, you're hearing about all the COVID deaths that are happening right now, right? right? Oh like, yeah, absolutely. Just so many hospitalizations absolutely. and and deaths and and school kids just dropping and like having heart attack. Wait, that's not COVID. That's other right. unrelated jabby issues. This says a late summer surge in COVID-19 cases has meant the return of face masks in some parts of the country. You all are fucking idiots. <laughs> it, like to allow yeah. this to happen again. Yeah. To be like, oh, shit, I better get my mask out again. Yeah. It's just like, oh, it worked so great the last time. Yeah. Even after they, they, there's been studies and articles that have come out that said masks don't do shit. Well, still I just gonna go saw one the other on. day that was talking, like talking about the studies of the medical problems that are yeah, long, long term effects yep. from COVID masking. Yeah, and people are still like, "Oh, they said to do it. Don't yeah. worry, just put your mask back on my face and on my ears." Um, to mask or not to mask? This is the question. Biden, who wore a face mask throughout the 2020 presidential campaign, was mocked by Donald Trump for doing so, donned a black face mask at a White House Medal of Honor uh, ceremony Tuesday for a Vietnam War Army helicopter pilot. The day before the event, First Lady Jill Biden tested positive for COVID. Really? She has COVID now? Yeah, Yeah. I was not aware of that. I mean, it was probably given to her by a syringe, but yes. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Biden has tested negative three times since the first lady's positive test and has no symptoms, the White House said. He will continue to be tested and will wear a mask indoors when close to others, but no other change in White House protocols is planned. At another event Wednesday, Biden entered and left the White House state dining room with his mask in hand, not over his face. He explained that he had tested negative but had been told to keep wearing the face covering. Don't tell them I didn't have it on when I walked in. Question. What happens to the landscape if Joe Biden dies from COVID? Oh, jeez. Well, he's going to obviously drop out of the race. Maybe they're oh. killing Joe Biden, so... He, he Joe... won't drop out of the race. No, this will be his mission. Oh, yeah, this will be like... It's, he's going to double down. I lost a son to... In the war. And my wife to COVID. And my wife to diphtheria or something. (laughs) The resurgence of face masks as a political issue comes at the inconvenient time for Biden, or convenient time, who is focused on rebuilding the country in the post-pandemic era. At the same time, Biden is preparing for next year's re-election campaign. As local governments reinstate masking policies, Biden's approach to the question will be watched closely as voters still suffer from pandemic fatigue decide whether to grant him another four years in office. Some Republicans sensing a political advantage already are taking a solid anti-masking stance. To every to every tyrant who wants to take away our freedom, hear these words, we will not comply, said Trump. So, I don't know. What do you think of these new mask things? You do think people will just do it? I think some people will, yeah. Um, again, 9-11 kind of like the aftermath of 9-11 made the us, the U.S. citizens, super passive right. to the, uh, the massive government overstep, the massive yeah. government overreach made us like, yeah, you know, they're just keeping us safe. Right. I mean, if they're I'm keeping not, us safe, why not? I'm not doing anything wrong. Which led to 
the COVID regime. Yes. Because it's like, well, they're still, they're, I mean, the terrorists are gone, but we got this disease, and the government mm. says they're keeping us safe. They It worked last time, so I'm not doing anything wrong. Why not wear a mask? You know, if, it, if it's good for the good of the people, or right. the good of the whole, why yeah. not wear that? The government says so. I don't want to kill grandma. Then why not? Made a super fucking yeah. passive. Yeah. Like 90s era to 2020s era. Yeah. Would it have happened if it wasn't for 9-11, making us so fucking passive? Do you think COVID did the same thing? Do you think it made us more passive, or do you think it— No, I think it pissed people <clears throat> off. You you think it made—like, the passive people—some— the past people are already passive, but some of the people started fucking yeah. waking up. It's like, nah, fuck this. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. What? Well, that That's stupid. Right. That doesn't even make sense. What? Like, I got to walk one one way in a grocery store because <laughs> yeah. of a germ? <laughs> right. Because germs only walk in a single file yeah. line? There's only like, a six-foot limit to like, the, where a germ goes? Yeah. I feel like COVID kind of woke some up, but it also really solidified others in... Yeah. Well, they said it. It's the science community, and yeah. you're not a scientist. Right, right. How dare you question the science? Yeah. And those people, you're not gonna, you're not gonna change them. Right. But there was a handful, not a handful. There's a large portion of people that got super passive from 9/11 because the brown people supposedly attacked us, and because we want to save y'all from the brown people. <laughs> Maybe it's just those people are fucking racist. It's like probably the brown people are going to get get you. Do what we say. Well, I don't like the fucking brown people. It's like virus is going to get you. Do what we say. It's like fuck you. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> More scared of the brown people than a pandemic. I don't. But it's I don't from know China. what it is. <laughs> but Chinese aren't really brown. They're not really white. I don't. I don't know what Chinese are. What color they are? Yellow. <laughs> we still call them yellow. I don't, I don't know. I don't think that's a thing anymore. I don't know. <laughs> um, I I feel like people are kind of waking up. You get more of the pushback. You get yeah. like some of some more of the anti-government movements, but they're so infiltrated by the feds that yes are part of the freaking big massive surveillance thing that yeah it's even it's hard to even like entertain the idea of hey let's just join other like-minded people that really fucking hate this because the they like we've all come to realize they're all probably fucking feds anyway right. yeah exactly <laughs> like they've made us all suspicious yeah. of our own kind, right? At this yeah. point, like, I know. Whenever someone's like, "Man, I just wish I could find a group of like-minded fed, people," I'm like, ah, you know, "I don't fed. know anybody like this." Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? Like, COVID 3.0 or whatever, right? How do you think that plays out after you you say some people have woke up and got yeah. pissed off? I'll be honest. I, I I don't think that the majority of the country is gonna bite. I think nope. the, I think the big city areas, you know, the ones that are gonna vote for Biden, anyways, will will go that way. But do you think it's gonna stop them from their emergency declarations and no, their no, they're still gonna do it. Power yeah. and no, they'll still do it, and they'll I, still blame. They'll find other ways to yeah. do it. They'll find um, other. I mean. <laughs> And they'll double down. Yeah, they'll double down hard, and everything is everything yeah. now is an emergency, is yeah. a state of emergency to do whatever we want. Yeah. They found out that 
through COVID, that they found out all you got to do is declare a state of emergency. You yeah. can do whatever the fuck you want to. Yeah, yeah. And they will, and they'll just say, "Well, it's just it's an epidemic." Yeah, and, they'll, and it's they're an emergency. Going to keep trying to do that. Yeah. That's it's break time, but that's going to get me into the second half. I want to talk about the shit with uh, New Mexico yeah. and her, the governor of New Mexico, declaring a state of emergency, a health emergency, because to. Stop people from carrying guns yeah. because of health and guns and yeah and disease the disease of guns. I, I think we called this one. We I am sure we have several so. times. The the uh, massive you know guns are contagious mm. and we have to stop <laughs> yeah. the curve. I wish they were man. Someone give me some guns. <laughs> we have to flatten the curve of yeah. guns. And it's it's only going to take thirty days this time. Oh, like okay. flatten the that's curve it. of guns in thirty days because this health crisis that's happening. You you see what we've gotten to yeah. because of nine eleven, because of COVID, because of everything. Yeah. We have governors saying, "Oh, guns are a health crisis." Yeah. I declare a state of emergency because I we've allowed them to have this fucked up amount of power. Right. We'll get into this in the second half. Derek says, did you know the government calls a group of like-minded people terrorists? That's true. Yes. Yes, I did know that. And that's dangerous and scary. And that's why we are dangerous and scary, because we're like-minded, which makes us all terrorists. We're going to get into break. We're going to take two or three minutes. Uh, We're going to come back and talk about this New Mexico shit. Um, And then we'll keep this party going. Sounds good. We'll be right back. Take a moment and remember the feeling when they called you not essential, when they dictated what you could do, where you could go, how you could breathe. It's disgusting, isn't it? And they're trying to do it again. We've seen what happens when the people lose control. When politicians and unelected bureaucrats make the big decisions on our behalf, whether we like them or not. When the choices are taken away from us one by one. We've seen what happens when they strip away medical freedom. When they trample on informed consent. When they dismiss our cries of justice. They laughed at us. They called us names. Rest in peace, Wheezy. F*** them, their freedom. I want my freedom to live. And they shamed us for not going along with their every demand. Enough already. It's time to hold these tyrants accountable. In the midst of them trying to do it again, this wasn't a public health measure. This was an act of war against a peaceful people. But a reckoning is coming. And we're leading the charge. This campaign is for all of us. I'm asking you to join this movement that's for every single person who felt the crushing weight of mandates, the sting of being called unessential, the pain of having your liberty stripped away. I'm Joshua Smith, and I'm running because you are essential and because our freedoms are non-negotiable. Not last time, not this time, not ever again. I recommend take the vaccines. I did it. It's good. We faced the challenges. We felt the pain. But we're not defeated. Together we have the power to create a brighter future. One where liberty thrives and tyranny dies. I endorse prosecuting the COVID tyrants and using Guantanamo Bay to lock them away for their crimes against humanity. 
in the face of all of this happening again, where they think we're stupid enough to fall for it. In 2024, a vote for me is a vote for vengeance. Go to joshuasmith2024.com to find out how you can help. We're talking about the massive abuse of emergency powers. Yes. Massive expansion of government under the guise of an emergency response. Yep. Never let a good crisis go to waste. Obviously. Um, we talked about 9-11 a bit. We talked about the Patriot Act. We talked about COVID, which I said we weren't going to talk about COVID, but we might talk about COVID. We definitely talked about COVID. We definitely did. Um... What'd you think about that new Josh Smith video? I like that. It you kind surprised of, me with that one. I surprised myself. Okay. It kind <laughs> of kind of fit right. It did. Like what he was talking about with the COVID regime fits right into what we were talking about yeah. with this. Yeah. Of massive government overreach. Mm-hmm. Vote Josh Smith 2024. Yeah. And we won't have this problem. Um, we're going to get into, speaking of emergency powers and direct attacks on democracy. (laughs) New Mexico's governor issues a 30-day ban on carrying guns in public in Albuquerque. And it's more than just Albuquerque, but specifically Albuquerque. Let me pull this one up. from New York Times, so, you know, it's fan-fucking-tastic. Yeah, I'm sure they're all in on this one. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Let's go to the comments first before we get into this stupidity. Mm. Let's see. Nothing is loading fastly. So... Did you say fastly? Fastly. Okay. Uh, The executive order issued as a declaration for of a public health emergency comes... After several recent shootings of children, critics call the step unconstitutional. A little bit. A little bit. Gee, can't imagine why. Um, Derek says it's an excellent video. I assume he's referring to the Josh Smith video. I, I would think so. Uh, let's see. Unless let's, he's let's catching see. his agent up on porn. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, that could be, too. <laughs> Governor Michelle Lujan... Grissom of New Mexico announced a 30-day ban on carrying firearms in public areas or state property in Albuquerque and his county, a move she said was a necessary response to gun violence in the region, but critics denounce as unconstitutional. I wonder why, why would why would you suspect that they would think that that was unconstitutional? Yeah, you know, I, I, it seems like they're, they're reaching. The ban was issued Friday as a declaration of a public health emergency, which Miss Lujan Grissom said allowed the state to access different resources. She's like, I declared an emergency, so I have access to all these other powers and superpowers yeah. now. 
I mean, we saw it with COVID. Yeah. We saw it with like Gavin Newsom. Yep. It's like, no, I'm I'm the governor. You yeah. you you wouldn't you, possibly understand yeah. that you, this you're shit. not allowed to go home for Thanksgiving because. Right, but, but I am, but yeah. you're not yeah. because I'm the governor and, and I said so, and it's emergency. Yeah. I, I know the science. <laughs> I mean, I understand that people die. But does that make it a health emergency? Well, do you ban people from driving in cars? I mean... Don't give them any ideas, Phil. <laughs> well, would that be a bad thing, though, right? Exactly. Don't you give them ideas. To- ban tornadoes, you know, earthquakes. I mean, you got it. You know? Ban fires. What, yeah. 2,000 people died in exactly. Hawaii, right? The executive order, which covers... Bernalillo County prohibits open and concealed and concealed firearms on state property, public schools, or public parks, with exceptions only for law enforcement and licensed security guards. Residents with gun permits can still have weapons on private property. While traveling with a gun, a person must transport it in a way that makes the firearm inoperable. In a lockbox or with a trigger lock, for example, those who violate the order can be subject to fines of up to $5,000. Sounds like a risk I'm willing to take. Yeah. Miss Lujan Grissom, a Democrat, said she was spurred to action after several recent fatal shootings of children, including an 11-year-old boy who was killed outside a minor league baseball stadium this week in Albuquerque. Albuquerque. Now, the question is, is the stadium public property or is that private property? Mm, Because it's not going to stop anything if it's on private property because it said... She yes. said you she well she knows that she can't do anything about fucking private property. <laughs> what was the gun acquired legally or illegally? Psst, they're not getting into those specifics. Oh, of course, of That's course, not yes. relevant in this situation. Yeah, I, I know the details of this shooting and I believe I don't actually. The the gentleman who shot was also not legal. Oh. Okay. Well, two wrongs make a right, man. Right? At a news conference on Friday, she said the shootings have amounted to an epidemic that the suspension allowed for a cooling off period for the state to figure out the best way to address gun violence and public safety. An epidemic. Now guns not only are a public health concern, yeah. they're an epidemic. Yes, yes. Now, I looked up the definition of epidemic. Just, just be, uh, I guess this is pandemic, but oh, that's, okay. cl- that's going to be close okay. enough, right? Okay. I should have I should have oh. done epidemic, but we, I did we, pandemic. We can still do that. Uh, close enough. Uh, pandemic... Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, Occurring, let's see, let's get into the noun versions of it. An outbreak of a disease that occurs over a wide geographic area, such as multiple countries or continents, typically affects a significant proportion of population. A pandemic outbreak, a pandemic outbreak of a disease. So an epidemic is a small scale version of this. So yeah, yeah. Outbreak of a disease. Yeah. So the disease of guns. Yeah. The, uh, uh, contagion of guns because if you bump into somebody with a gun and you come in within six feet distance, then you become a gun owner and a, a yes, mass shooter I, as well. That, the, the epidemic of guns. Yeah. The other definition: an outbreak or product of sudden, rapid growth or development. So that's number two. Now, number one is very health concerned. Right. Specifically, health causes crisis. disease. Yes, disease. Yes. Number two is a rapid spread or growth or development. Kind of like, uh, uh, like, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> like metaphor. Metaphorically using the word epidemic, yes. which is what right. she's kind of doing. Yeah. It's like, 
It's it, like gun violence is spreading to epidemic proportions. That's right. that's called metaphor. Right. That is number two, and I can see how it could fit in that definition metaphorically. Yeah. Um, if you think that gun violence is increasing dramatically, like they say it is, yes. I could see how you would define it. Number two, metaphorically, as a rapid growth of gun violence. Yes. The problem is you can't use the metaphoric definition, number two, and apply it to the health as health, which, well, one of the definitions of epidemic is health-related, so we can call it a health crisis. But yeah. you are using the metaphoric definition of it, not the health definition right. of it. Yes, I get again, people die. That's a health concern. But yes. You can't just define this as an epidemic just because right. it fits your narrative. It's just like, well, it's an epidemic yeah. uh, based on the metaphoric definition of epidemic, uh, so we can declare this a health emergency. Right. That, that's not how this fucking works, because right. then we could say the epidemic of wokeism, we should probably ban that because right. it's an epidemic. Stupidity. Yeah. <laughs> to, we we got to curb the – to flatten the curve. Yeah. Like, you can't just call something an epidemic and just say, well, Make since I called it an epidemic, we can consider this now a health crisis because epidemics right. are health-related based on definition one, and metaphorically, de definition two, this is an epidemic. So we combine, mush them together, use our mental gymnastics, call yes. this a health crisis, a yes. health emergency, and we can declare a state of emergency now yes. and have all these freaking resources at our disposal mm -hmm. now. And, and I feel like politicians— have to use the mental gymnastics nowadays they to do. get things to go. I mean, that's that's the only way it fucking works. And if they do enough of it, you get dizzy <laughs> and you stop asking questions because you passed out. Right. Um, she talks about the cooling off period for the state to figure out the best way to address gun violence and public safety. So what this is, is using as much power as she can because governors only have so much time allotted to mm -hmm. their declarations of emergencies. As much uh, she's... Delaying as long as possible so she can hopefully get gun laws passed right. is what's happening here. Yes. It's not a cooling off period. No. It's a no. delay exactly. so I can get something passed. And if it works, you're going to see it across the board. Derek says they should just make murder illegal. That'll fix things. That would be a novel idea, but I think yes. that would be too difficult to do. <laughs> uh, yes, I think so. Let's not, let's not get crazy now. Yeah. Uh, she expected the suspension to be challenged in court and could not guarantee it would stand. She says, I welcome the, de the debate and the fight about making New Mexicans safer. On Saturday, the National Association for Gun Rights, along with member who lives, a member who lives in Albuquerque, filed documents in court suing her, uh, seeking to block the enforcement. Yes, obviously people are going to block this. Obviously people are going to sue this because it's not right. <laughs> Because there's so many so many implications going on here. Yes. Not even the fact that you're just smushing the, the Second Amendment now. Yeah. I mean, we talked about the shitting on the Fourth Amendment all the first half. Now we're shitting on the Second Amendment. Yes. But the process to do so is just so fucked up. Like, <laughs> well, we can't get laws to pass. Like, you know, this whole checks and balance thing where you guys make laws, I sign mm. the laws, and... Yeah. Um, they can say if it's constitutional or not. Well, we can't get this passed, so yeah. I'm just going to declare a state of right. emer health emergency. And, and chances are you wouldn't vote the way I want you to vote on this anyways. So, so health emergency. Right. Health emergency yeah. expands health emergency. my powers. Yes. You know where this fucking came from? Yes. 
the governors got power hungry after COVID. They're just like, mm-hmm. you guys are governors. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. It's like, especially in a health emergency. And she's like, it worked so well during COVID. We got them to do whatever the hell we wanted because of a health emergency. All I got to do is declare this health emergency. Yeah. And if I call it an epidemic, obviously that wouldn't make it a health, because epidemic's a health term. Absolutely. And if it's an epidemic of gun violence, it's now a health c- concern of gun violence. <laughs> yeah, health health emergency crisis. That, that makes sense. Yeah, yes. that, that's the one right there. We got it. It's legally binding something. Yes. I don't know. You, you think she checked with her AG at all to be like, do you think this would be okay? Or do you think she's just like, I don't care. I'm just you know, going to do it. She probably hired some fucking dumbass AG that would just right. like back whatever she yeah. said. She probably owns him. He's probably. probably a pedophile or something. Um, I don't know who he is. Don't come back and sh- like, don't sue me. You'll get nothing. Um, I wanted to read this. This talks about legislative oversight of emergency executive powers because we have we have uh, representatives from the state that are just like, you can't do that. It's like you have a job as a legislator yeah. to be like. Fuck no, you're not doing that right. because you can't do that. Yeah. So this one talks. This is from uh, legislative over or ncsl.org. Says in times of war, disease, and other extraordinary conditions, each state authorizes its governor to declare a state of emergency. Once an emergency has been declared, executive powers expand until the emergency ends. And that's the caveat there. Mm-hmm. You don't end the emergency like 9/11, like the Iran freaking kidnapping. Yeah whatever that was, like uh, COVID, you don't end the emergency. You never have to give back the power. Exactly. It's perfect. Uh, The powers include authority normally reserved for legislators, such as the ability to suspend existing statutes or effectively create new laws, albeit temporary and only as needed to respond to the emergency situation. Although governors need to be able to respond to the emergency quickly, legislators legislatures have an important role in making sure these powers are not abused Hmm. and that they don't undermine the separation of powers vital to our democratic system of government. Legislatures exercise several types of checks on the state executive's emergency authority in ways that vary between states. However, some common features exist. Statutes defining executive authority during an emergency cannot be modified by executive order. Uh, governors cannot prom- promulgate emergency rules that grant themselves authority beyond the statutory limits. So a governor, so a state gives governors certain emergency powers through whatever. They're they're just there. It's like if there's an emergency, you get the X amount of more power. Well, the governor can't come out and be like, I declare a state of emergency, and by doing so, I also make this law that grants me even more power than what the law that made me powerful to begin with yeah so technically they're not allowed to do that (coughs) excuse me as a result legislatures have the authority to legislate firm limits on emergency executive power several states impose specific limits on the exercise of emergency powers common restrictions including prohibiting governors from limiting freedom of the press or confiscating citizens firearms so she didn't go as far as to come to take away their guns because Right. She, she can't, can't do, do that. that. Right. You, she fucking can't do that. But she's like, but it's kind of like when Joe Biden come out and he's like, 
I'm going to make it so everybody has to mask up if you make me president. And then he's made president. He's like, I'm going to make everybody on Capitol ground or on uh, state grounds wear a mask. And it's yeah. like, you said you were making everybody mask yeah. up. It's like, well, I can't, I can't do, do that. that. But I, on I, Capitol I, grounds, you but, better have a mask on. But then why did you say it? Right. It's like, well, you should have known that I couldn't do that. That's yeah. kind of what she's doing here. Um, let's see. Additionally, constitutional limits. Here you go. This is what you need to listen. Listen good. Okay. Put your phone away. Listen good. Additionally, constitutional limits on state authority and any guaranteed right remains in full effect during an emergency. Okay. So constitutional limits on state authority. Yeah. What, what's that one constitutional limit on state authority that says no person shall shall not shall not be impeded on what, what was that amendment? Or like the the, the Second Amendment, that's like oh, oh, no, nobody shall not can be infringed. Infringed shall not by by what uh, state authorities? Yeah, yeah. So no constitutional limit on state authority. I feel like shall not be infringed is a limit on state authority. Yeah, I mean, other people question me on this. No, no, yeah, but I feel like that's a pretty cut and clear limit on state yeah. authority, and any guaranteed right. Guaranteed right, which is like inalienable rights, yes. like uh, the the Bill of Rights, yeah. like the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, the Third Amendment, the Fourth Amendment. Yeah. Any guaranteed right remains in full effect during an emergency. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah so she's she's yeah she's blowing smoke. Well, and what I was looking up, um, the sheriff in the that county that she's trying to says. Um, it's unconstitutional, so there's no way I'm going to enforce this order. Right. It, it's not going to curb. It does nothing to curb gun violence. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't do that and at all. So, and then the Republicans are trying to get her impeached. Really? Yeah. No way. But the thing is, like, it shouldn't come down to like an impeachment procedure. It's like run her ass fucking out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's it. It's just like she's not doing her fucking job. Run her ass yeah. out. Um. The so, ACLU came out and said uh, are objecting to it, but for a different reason. Uh, they feel like it's going to uh, lead to overzealous policing and infringe on privacy. No way. Yeah, and it no may way. increase in racial profiling. Yes, because that's that's the problem here. Um, so obviously, this is facing legal challenges. Apparently, yeah. the legislatures legislators are trying to impeach her, but again, sure. it's like. You yeah. have so much more that you could be doing. Right. Just stop listening to her. Just be like, fuck right. you. Yeah. Um, New Mexico's ban on public carrying of firearms to face legal challenges. Now, you got to listen to this one good because this expands on her, her statements. Okay. Even more so. Says, uh, on Friday, a public health order focused on gun violence went into effect in New Mexico. Governor Michelle Lujan Gris Grisham uh, put the order in place, said the move was sparked by the death of an 11-year-old killed in a road rage incident this week in Albuquerque, along with other cases. The order says no person other than law enforcement should possess guns at public school or parks, um, that while transporting guns, they must be in a locked container or have a trigger lock. We already read that. God damn it. Why is this doing this? <laughs> uh, says according, what is fucking going on? It keeps like reloading and like it's got to be a local channel. No person other than 
Okay, so according to those standards, Berna, Bernalillo County and Albuquerque are the only two places in the state right now that are under that part of the order. Uh, but Lou Jan Grisham said the order will likely face a legal challenge, as some would argue. It's as some would argue. Just some would argue. Just some, it's unconstitutional to, to not allow citizens to exercise the right to carry. Now this this is where you got to listen good. This this is a quote from the governor of New Mexico. I can invoke additional powers. No constitutional right, in my view, including my oath is intended to be absolute. Um, no. <laughs> That's exactly what a constitutional now, is. It, it's, it, it's cannot, as you said, cannot be infringed. And yes, you cannot. Now, <laughs> by today's standards, however, she's right. Well, she's going like to try. Well, she's right. They're all fucking non-absolute. Like, um... I mean, how many rights get stripped from felons? How right. many rights get stripped from from just people like with accusations on them? Right. Like, how many rights? I mean, the state of emergency, like post nine eleven, how many rights got smashed? Besides, right. even just the Fourth Amendment, um, how many rights got smashed during COVID? Yes, she's absolutely right. Nothing in the Constitution clearly is absolute because we can just give it all up and they can just take it away. And we're like, fuck it, fine. It's for for our own safety or um, like felons can't can't don't have the right to vote. Like they're all the shit that she's saying in today by today's standards are absolutely 100 percent correct. Right. None of it's absolute because we don't let don't make it absolute. However, if you go by this old fucking standard of inalienable rights, which is what, uh, where is that written? Is that like in the Constitution? Yeah. The definition of inalienable rights means it cannot be taken away, unable to be taken away. Another word yeah. for inalienable is what? Absolute. Yeah. Those rights are absolute. The Constitution, based on based on the founders, was absolute. Shall not be infringed, like you said. So for her to come out and fucking say, well, in my view, nothing in the Constitution is absolute. Then why do we even have a fucking Constitution? Yeah, yeah. Yes, it can be changed and amended. Sure, I guess that makes it non- Right. But there's a process. process. It's not by executive order based on an emergency fucking thing. Some dumb shit sitting in the chair in New Mexico thinks that guns are dangerous and this might stop it, so- this is what I'm going to say because I don't know shit. So, again, based on that, do you have the right to impeach this woman or just run her ass? Again, run oh, her fuck fucking yeah. ass out. Yes. Like, if you're a For legislature. stupid as fuck. Like that last thing, it's like the legislatures had, are, have kind of a checks and balance system, even yeah. on emergency powers. It's like, if you're a legislature legislator in that state, you should be running her ass out. Yes. And if you're not willing to do that, yeah. we'll fucking run your ass exactly. out, too. Yeah, absolutely. People of New Mexico should be pissed as hell about this. Oh, they should be, but but they don't fucking care. Well, they should be because I don't know what that is. Uh, Just but yeah, they they need to they need to kick her ass over to California. I the the thing is this: it's like you get these governors, like for example, Gretchen Whitmer, that decide to abuse fucking power. It's like doesn't even matter. It's like the people. 
if people were to come out and be like, we want your ass out of here. Well, another Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping plot comes up. Right. And, I mean, I love the guy, uh, Brandon Caserta, but that didn't go far enough. I'm not saying right. they should have kidnapped her and murdered right. her or whatever, but the whole trial, and then everybody's like, oh, this is all just a big misunderstanding. We were not fucking run their ass out yeah. and then yeah. stand up for it and be like, no, we we want her ass out of here. And yes, yeah. I'm going to be on a list for this because, <laughs> because I'm a terrorist. It's like, wh- what do you do in this situation where it's just like, it's an emergency? Yeah. Uh, your 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 rights aren't absolute, and this is an emergency, and we don't fucking care. Yeah. No, fuck like, that. Like we we just don't care. Uh, our rights are absolute. The problem, another issue that might jump, like bump into legal issues, um, like trying to challenge her is New Mexico's constitution. I looked in their Second Amendment rights in their state constitution, and it actually specifically says, well, it says. Right to bear arms for protection and for hunting and for sportsmanship. This does not include the right to concealed carry. So that is actually written in their constitution. Okay. So they might have fucked themselves by signing that into their state constitution. But still, I don't know. Yeah. I, I feel like federal constitution trumps, trumps state. the state. Yeah. And didn't New York just lose something in the Supreme Court? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Along these same lines, it's like, no, you can't fucking yeah. do that because it goes against the Second Amendment. Yeah. And if and New, she, New York's doing it, then New right. Mexico should be able to do it. And so New Mexico is like, you know, fuck you. Um, I I feel like there might be a precedent set now based on New York that they can just be like, that's not going to fly. Yeah. And then they should kick her ass out. Yeah. They shouldn't just shoot it down. They should kick her yes. ass out. They need to make an example of her. She's like, you know that oath that I put, I swore, yes. I put my hand on the Bible, whatever, swore to protect and preserve, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Foreign and domestic. Which, protect and preserve the Constitution yep. against foreign domestic. But, A, the thing that I made an oath to protect, that's not absolute. And yeah. B, the oath that I made to protect the thing that's not absolute, that's not a, even absolute right. either. So d- does she not know what a fucking oath is even? Yeah. She doesn't Probably know what a constitution not. is. Probably not. She doesn't know what an alienable means, and she doesn't know what an oath fucking means. Yeah. Probably not. Probably not. But that's that's. I think we're at the point now where it's, yeah, it's time to get pissed, and it's time to make example of politicians right. that are are – trying to infringe our inalienable rights and they they need to be kicked out of office they need ran the fuck out of town like 1800 style like people need to start paying attention to this shit because they're going to keep trying to pull the same things over and over again i mean as tar and feather is that allowed these days you know there's nothing that says it can't be done it's not it's not illegal so yeah yeah the real epidemic the real epidemic is not the gun violence yeah the real epidemic is the emergency power. Like, yeah. uh, and I'm not talking just me- metaphorically. There's way yeah. too much emergency power here. I'm talking like contagious yeah. epidemic of emergency power. Like like we we're saying, it started with 9-11. And then that overstep allowed us into the COVID regime, abuse of power. And then that freaking power-hungry, giving government officials just blanket power over our entire being based on a health emergency now we get to like state by state like flare-ups here and there where it's just like you know what health health crisis i can just do uh, undo everything like i can just make rules because of its health uh, health crisis 
And the Constitution in my oath is not absolute. Yeah. So we're gonna so put we're a we're good. gonna put a wall around the state, and uh, no one's allowed to leave. And I don't I don't even know what our context really was, based by saying, in my understanding, the Constitution and my oath isn't absolute. Do you think that's gonna come back and bite her in the next election? Yeah, I think so. I mean, anybody that runs against her, all all they got to do is put, um, like their slogan yeah. is, yeah. Um, absolute is absolute, or something, so and so something like that. So Grisham doesn't think that the Constitution is absolute. Yes, exactly. I want to get into this last one. This is from Zero Hedge. It says, "Are emergency powers a test to see what Americans will put up with?" I don't even know if it's a test anymore. Yeah, I don't think it. Yeah, like I think because we had said that about COVID nineteen. It's mm. like this is just test, see what yeah, shit we'll put up. The next they already thing. know what we'll fucking put up yeah. with and who won't put yeah. up with it. We're on list. The people that won't mask up, yep. the people that didn't get vaccines. We're yep. all on fucking list. Yep. They already know this shit. Yeah. But I do want to read this article just to kind of close things up, <laughs> wrap things up. This will be a little bit shorter, um, maybe if we don't keep itching too long. <laughs> we'll see. Our emergency power is a test to see what Americans will put up with. During the hysteria of the COVID pandemic, questions swirled around how the federal government would respond to events under the de declaration of a national health emergency. What kind of powers would they claim to have and which constitutional rights would they try to suppress? All of them, if they can, probably. Yes. Uh, because none of them are absolute. What many Americans didn't consider, however, was the implementation of emergency power under state governments rather than the White House. Most of the COVID mandates crushing the U.S. economy during the period were not federal mandates, but state mandates. And there's a good reason why COVID tyrants chose to focus on state-level restrictions. There are a number of requirements and obstacles for any president seeking to enforce mandates at the federal level, along with more scrutiny and oversight than is commonly understood. Though a president can declare emergencies unilaterally, there are still some legal checks and balances to be sure these are quite quietly being eroded with each passing year. Um, let's see. On the other hand, state governors in 44 states have sweeping authorities under emergency conditions with very little immediate legal recourse. As we have seen in places like Hawaii and now New Mexico, Democrat governors have been playing with, the, with fire, no pun intended, as they seek to push the envelope on emergency control at state levels. In Hawaii, the exploit, exploitation of state emergency provision under jo Governor Josh Green led to, the to possibly thousands of deaths as they refused to release water supplies for firefighting and even blocked Maui residents, forcing them back into the blaze. They have even put an information blackout in place and denied news organizations access to the scene of the disaster. One has to ask, was it this done out of stupidity or was this a test to see what kind of trespasses and controls citizens would accept? In New Mexico, we see a similar extreme overstep by Governor Michelle Grisham, who believes she has the authority to dictate the Second Amendment rights of Albuquerque residents due to rising crime. The level of mental gymnastics on display in her argument to justify the banning of a lawful open carry and concealed carry protections make it clear this is not about protecting the public. The lack of logic and reasoning indicates that this is an ideological decision based on zealotry. Watch as she struggles to present any reasonable position. I'm not going to even watch it. I don't fucking want to hear her. Uh, this it says, uh, let's see. 
The root of her argument is, I am banning legal firearms carry in Albuquerque because under emergency powers, I can. That's it. That's all she's got. But this is not a valid argument, and there are a number of reasons why. First, crime is rising across the nation, predominantly in Democrat-controlled cities. Albuquerque has a Democrat mayor, and New Mexico is a Democrat-run state. If crime is rising, it's the fault of Democrats. That's a stupid fucking argument that I'm tired of hearing, but sure. But instead of taking responsibility for their terrible planning and policies, Democrat leaders are once again blaming inanimate objects, guns, and using mass punishment of people who lawfully carry, primarily conservatives. In other words, Democrats are ruining the country and creating a national crime wave and then making conservatives pay for it with their rights. Second, restrictions on open carry and concealed carry are not going to reduce crime rate because criminals don't care about laws yeah. <laughs> or emergency powers. Would you have guessed? Uh, no. That Again, that goes back me. to what Derek was saying about yeah. could we just make murder illegal? And then that ends all gun yeah. murders. Um, Derek says, in their defense, lead poisoning is a serious medical concern. That's true. That, I mean, there, there you have it, I guess. If anything, violent crime will rise as criminals feel emboldened knowing most citizens are now disarmed. Third, Grisham has presented no evidence of a legitimate emergency other than crime is bad right now. <laughs> the emergency is ambiguous rather than defined. But they love ambiguous definitions yes. of of crises. Yes. Because the more ambiguous it is, the longer we can stretch the shit yeah. out. It's just like when with COVID, it's just like, well, there's COVID one, then there's COVID two, then there's super COVID and yeah. Omicron COVID yeah. and yeah, the, COVID the 2.0. And, yeah. uh, and yeah. now I don't even know if they're, are they even naming it I, anymore? Yeah. I think it's just COVID now or ambiguous. Yeah. We're going to fight, fight a war on terrorism because they hate our freedom because they hate our freedom. So we're going to fight. Well, we're, we're going to start in Afghanistan and then we're going to move to Iraq, and then maybe we'll move to Iran. It's just wherever the terrorists go, man. Right. Yeah, that that that's where it. And if you, uh, if you harbor a terrorist, you're also a terrorist. So we can yeah. fight you I, too. If you're not with us, you're against us. Yes, ambiguous. Yeah, you're the most ambiguous fucking war. Yeah, the war on terror. It's just like just a war on a, a yeah. thing on an idea. Yeah, it's not a war on people. Right, it's just a war on a yeah, an ideology or something. I I don't fucking know. Am- ambiguity makes emergency powers indefinite. Yeah. Because I mean, if you if you don't define something, right. yeah, then there's you it don't can be have whatever to. You want it to be. If there's no clear definition, you can just keep moving. It's like, well, we mm-hmm. never said that we were going to stop the war on terror when right. we were done in Afghanistan. Yeah. Because now the terrorists have moved to Iraq. Yeah. Um, It says the emergency is ambiguous rather than defined, meaning emergency restrictions could be renewed over and over and over again unless citizens step up and do something. Kind of like 9-11 emergency um, declarations or COVID declarations. Fourth, the focus on open carry and concealed carry seems to be an attempt at a totalitarian tiptoe. Well, that's alliteration. like it. A large, let's see, a large number of gun owners do not carry regularly, so they may not feel personally affected by the rules. I'm not doing anything wrong. Who fucking cares? Meaning the governor has reduced the level of opposition by attacking just one aspect of gun rights. This is usually how authoritarians institute control. They don't remove your rights all at once. They do it a piece at a time. It's like boiling a frog. Mm. Fifth, gun laws... Or gun carry laws are generally a legislative decision that usually requires a public vote. 
Grisham is attempting to bypass all checks and balances as if the legislative process doesn't matter because she doesn't fucking care. Six, emergency powers are often declared unconstitutional by courts after the fact. For example, Michigan Supreme Court held the emergency powers of the Governor Act, which Governor Whitmer used to justify her draconian COVID-19 executive order and nearly get kidnapped, uh, was unconstitutional because it delegated legislative power to the executive branch in violation of the Michigan Constitution. But these court decisions often come well after the damage has already been done. It's up to the citizenry to defy such orders when necessary, as I was saying. Mm-hmm. Run her ass out. Don't yep. wait for the courts to do it. Don't wait for yep. your legislators to do it. Run her fucking yep. ass out. Stop listening to her. Yep. If she won't leave, I'm not I'm not I'm not pushing but the you, use of you, force or but kidnapping. You can do it in a way of nonviolence. Just fucking don't listen. Yeah, exactly. That's all you just all mass non compliance. That's yep. all you gotta do. And she'd be like, But I'm the governor and I have powers. Like, you don't if we don't yeah, it is <laughs> f- fuck your power. Yeah. Seventh. Grisham argues that rising crime is a public health emergency, using the same language relegated to the COVID response. So like I was saying, if 9-11 didn't happen, COVID never would have happened. If COVID never happened, this shit wouldn't happen. This shit never would have happened. Because we're going to see a lot more of this shit. Yeah, she's just regurgitating the same same language that was Mm -hmm. used during the COVID. Yeah, well, I'm sure we'll see it from Gavin Newsom. Oh, yeah. Um says crime has nothing to do with public health and is legal is a legal concern handled through either social programs or increased police presence. Disarming the public is not within the purview of a health emergency. Grisham has greatly overstepped her bounds. The timing and tone of the state government decision on gun carry in Albuquerque reads like a political maneuver, a test to see what the public will submit to. Grisham admits she expects numerous legal challenges to her decision, but she does not seem too concerned uh, with public reaction. Maybe she should be. Or she's so certain that the New Mexico Second Amendment community will sit on their hands that she feels comfortable there will be no protests, no open carry marches, and no public defiance or non-kidnapping plots to be concerned about. One thing is inevitable. If Grisham is unopposed in New Mexico, numerous Democrat governors and mayors across the country will try to enforce the exact same emergency powers. I'm sure the FBI is trying to devise a kidnapping plot right now. <laughs> I mean, probably. Yeah. Maybe Maybe this is just another fucking stupid-ass stunt by the government to amp up the freaking... Uh, the right wing second amendment yeah. type like pro pro two a people so or so they could say the pro two a people and like orchestrate some sort of stupid stupid mm. uh uh domestic terrorist event or with thwarted domestic terrorist event leading into yeah. the 2024 election to say oh look at all these domestic terrorists because of this i mean does she really think this is gonna freaking fly yeah i can't imagine she would but she can be certain that a lot of people will be fucking pissed. And if if they're not willing to step up and do something, enough people will believe Yeah. if we orchestrate a, a false flag event and be like, well, obviously they did this because they're pro 2A and yeah. uh, she made these gun laws. So obviously they tried to murder the fucking governor right. of New Mexico. So yeah. I don't know. It's, it, I, I just now got that... It, that 
inclination that maybe mm. this isn't about uh, so much the guns as much as it is about the domestic terrorism leading up to yeah. 2024 to be like, well, look at we can't allow another Trump thing because look at all these Trump yeah. supporters and they tried to kid they yeah. tried to kidnap because another one. You know they, they they have to. I mean, look at what they're you know they they're trying to press charges against or they they've indicted Trump. All this other stuff, you know, but his popularity is still going up. Okay, you can't get the man. You go after the people, right? You try to villainize the the supporters, right? right. A bunch of deplorables. How do we stop this epidemic of emergency powers? People need to keep. They need to. They need to get fucking pissed. Chemotherapy. And make moves. Chemotherapy. That's the only way to stop it. <laughs> Are you saying nuke them? <laughs> Just take it for what it is. What it, yeah. chemotherapy helps the diseases. Just yeah, takes it takes them all out. Yeah, that's uh, just chemotherapy. That's okay. what we need for this okay. epidemic. No, pe- people need to ke- start getting pissed. Josh we- Smith is chemotherapy. I'm down with that. Josh Smith will take them all out. Vote Josh Smith 2024. For chemotherapy. For chemotherapy. Vote for vengeance. Vengeance. I mean, yeah. It's it's a vote for Josh is a vote for vengeance. Vengeance. Yes. Like, people need to be fucking held accountable. Yes. Like, this whole, well, we got to, what was it after people started kind of realizing that all the COVID shit was made up and then they're like well we gotta have room for like just kind of acceptance and love and blah 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 and right. we 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 can we can we just put by let bygones be bygones it's like where the fuck was that yeah, right 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 when we yeah. were saying i'm not gonna take yeah. your vaccine when you're saying that we should not be able to keep our jobs when you, you shouldn't keep your they were taking kids from freaking yes, parents yes because yeah. he wouldn't let them get back you want to let bygones be bygones yeah no fuck no that. fucking vengeance yeah. fuck you fuck you and your bygones yeah no. Yeah. And and by not declaring chemotherapy or vengeance, that I mean this yeah. this cancer is going to spread. Yeah. Just like I said, if it's not checked and it's not going to be checked in time for the courts to do anything about it before shit really gets out of hand. Yeah. It's not going to be checked in time for the legislators to decide, you know what, we probably shouldn't let that happen. No, the people need to fucking do it. Yes. And uh, because if it again left unchecked, it's New York's gonna yeah. follow, California's yeah. gonna follow, Michigan, Colorado. Illinois. I mean, yeah. the states that already have Iowa the strictest City. gun laws <clears throat> on the books anyway, yeah. yeah, are gonna follow suit and be like, yeah. oh, you know that worked for them. Let's do it. Let's try that here. Yeah, and, and but you know, you, you, and you've brought up a good point tonight is that when you look at nine eleven, you should look at nine eleven as the day that the government started shitting on your rights. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 it wasn't the beginning of it. Well, no, no, but no. It was but that's when a they, mass shit. Exactly. It was like the mass It, it was mass a massive shit. shit. Yeah. It, it was, was like, like a Taco li- Bell shit. It was shit. like little <laughs> shits here and there. Yeah. And people were like, you know what? I'm not going to take your shit. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, yeah. Boom. Yeah. Because they, they used our patriotism and our, our, our need for safety. It's hilarious. So ironic that yeah. they used our patriotism as such a grand thing yes. to bring us all together, and now they use patriotism as a derogatory yes. term yes. to say, yeah, 
Yeah. You're just a fucking terrorist. You're but a patriot. It, but it's the same way as, you know, after 9-11, now police and firemen and, and EMTs, they were heroes, and now police are, like, the villains. Well, obviously. Right? I, I mean, unless uh, they're protecting the people that are trying to right. put... Yeah. yeah. I so, I mean, yeah, it's taken a 180, but, you know, it's it's been 22 years since 9-11, and people need to start getting pissed. Oh, we should have been pissed a long fucking time Oh, we time should ago. have been. We should have been, because they keep pushing the goalposts. But at some point, we got to get pissed. Yes. And I'm not going to wait for it to get to my door. No, because for- it's already gone too far. Yeah, and if... if- and we've said it before. If you're one of those people that's just like, I'll just say I lost my gun in a boating accident. Yeah. They've already fucking won. Right. Because that's your fucking right yeah. to own that inalienable shall not be infringed. Yeah. At what point do we say shall not be infringed? Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't mean, oh, yeah, I can just keep it if I say I got in a boating accident. No, you, you, that. Yeah. Because then you're one step away from being like, oh, you're right, I, here, yeah. I, I lied, here. No, you just fucking, yeah. you, you have a gun because you can have a gun. Yes, because it's your right. It's your inalienable right. You want, you want something? You want to change that? I guess burn, burn the whole fucking system yeah. down that this was built on, and we'll start over. Fine, yeah. but you, you better burn it all down. Yeah. Burn it all the fuck down. We're not just going to light the Constitution up. We're going to light it all up. Yeah. I don't know. Nope. Vote for Josh Smith. <laughs> That's that's the solution, I guess. <laughs> that's all I got. Do you got anything else to add to this wonderful 9-11 celebration? No. No, that's good. You think we should get out of here? Yeah, I think so. Make sure you check us out all over the social medias because we're on the social medias. I'm glad you decided not to get into the Mitch McConnell stuff. Yeah, because he's I just, a fucking turtle. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I mean, this talking about this gets you fired up enough. You throw his stupid ass in the well, mix. Well, yeah, I was like, like reading through all this. I'm like, fuck Mitch McConnell. He can keep yeah. having his strokes. I don't care. He's yeah. like a minor part of the problem but, right now. Except for the fact that, and I looked it up, you know there's 55 senators serving that are over the age of 65. That's ridiculous. That is. That's ridiculous. That is. They, uh, uh, how many are over the age of 80? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, well, I, Pelosi just uh, filed papers to run again, and she's going to be 83. I thought she was gone. I thought she left. She's just not the House leader anymore. God, go the fuck away. I know. We got to get out of here. Yeah. Check us out all over social media. Uh, you can find us at our handle at Break the Bill Pod on uh, X and uh, Facebook. I'm never going to take that seriously. Uh, um, you can also to. go to our webpage at BreakTheBillPod.com. Find access to everything that we do, um, especially the old shit since I haven't updated it in a while. Um, find access to our web store and buy cool shit and look awesome and support us in the process. We'll be back next week. We as will. long as we're here. Yeah, well, summer's over. Summer is over. I think things are finally I am. Yes. coming to a balance, maybe. It is. So make sure you join us next week. If you're listening in podcast land, we do this shit live every most some Monday nights, if, if not on a Tuesday night. Yeah. Um, we'll just say Monday nights, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Join us. Join in the chats. Uh, the comment section's always open. Like, share, subscribe, all that shit we tell you to do every week. Just do it. Yeah. Just fucking do it. Check out some of our older shows. We got good stuff. Yeah, go back and watch last year's 9-11 show. Um, yeah. Otherwise, we'll catch you next week. Have a great 9-11 and rest of your week. We'll catch Peace. you later. Goodbye. The Break the Bell podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back, because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members, Justin Zielinski, 
Renzo Martinez, Stephanie Parker, and T.O. Jacobson. A shout-out to our sponsors, Run Your Mouth Coffee, Beyond the Run Podcast, and Goulash Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next week and let us continue to invade your ear holes. And as always, never stop talking.